Welcome to the Minted NFT Show. I'm your host, Victoria Brand, and every week I will be chatting with independent creatives, collectors, and curators in the NFT space, sharing their journey from Web 2 to Web 3. I'll also be sharing my journey from graphic designer to NFT artist. I'm still super new to the NFT space, but as I learn and grow, I'll be spilling it all in this podcast. I'm joined today by Gareth Irons, a multidisciplinary artist within the NFT space. I had the pleasure of being able to meet Gareth in real life at NFT Liverpool and just knew I had to have him on the podcast. Hello, Gareth. So glad that you're joining me today. Thank you. It's been a while. It was well, it was only last week, wasn't it? Uh, yes, exactly. As I've been saying, but it, NFT Liverpool seems like a distant memory, um, yeah, even although it, it just was last week. I'm going to get into the main conversation with you in just a minute, but while we're on the NFT Liverpool, and I know we're going to discuss it a wee bit more um, further down the line, but I just wanted to talk about the fact that you have been going to NFT Liverpool every week and documenting the exhibition, which is absolutely amazing. What made you decide that you were going to do that? Uh, Well, this week was my 10th visit. Wow. Um, I've changed my cameras. I've changed. I've learned a lot in filming and stuff like that. So the reason it was, it's in Liverpool, in my favourite city. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I, I'm probably about half an hour away from where I live, so it's easy enough to get there. Mm-hmm. And when you think that there are artists from Brazil, Thailand, America, Australia who will never be able to to mm-hmm. actually go, it's like well. Why not? Yeah. Um, my original plan when I looked at the schedule of all the curators was I picked out four. I was like, yeah, that'll do. Obviously to go see my own, yeah. uh, which is the last week of the exhibition and then the first week and then two others in the, in the middle there. Uh, but after that first week, I was getting people, you know, messaging me. It's like, oh, when are you going again? It's like, uh, maybe <laughs> again. <laughs> so I quite literally... I put a tweet out with the schedule and basically asked, listen, who's who's being a, who's on display and when? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll try, no promises. And then suddenly I've committed into being to every single one because once I started like that's it, I'm doing it again. I'm doing yep. it again. I think it's amazing. Uh, I think in, it's amazing that you're doing yeah. that because as you say, there's so many people can't get there and you're you're really giving a sense of the exhibition to to those that can't make it as well. Yeah, there's been some fantastic artists on display and they if I can help, you know, give them a bit of joy for them to show the video to their family and friends, like this is what's you know, yeah. that's that's pretty that's pretty important that yeah. to do. Um, and there's some really love people that, that are there in, in the cafe next door and the security guards and mm-hmm. had the pleasure of having a good afternoon talk with Monjo one week, all about NFTs and everything. That was that was pretty special. Yeah, yeah, and I think he recognised the fact that I was I kept on turning up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you do it for the love of it, and you're you're really helping people out, and it's such such an amazing thing to do, Gareth. Honestly, um, and I was so glad that I, I managed to meet you. Um, yes, on that that Tuesday that went we okay. went down, so that was that was brilliant as well. It's good to meet people in real life. <laughs> oh, big time! <laughs> from this that, space, <laughs> that is the most important thing in NFTs. Although we're all on Twitter and and everything else, you know, 
Twitter spaces, tweets every so often, because that's where we all congregate, mm. let's face it. But we're lost in the noise. So yeah. to find your tribe, as it were, is very, mm. very important. And then to meet members of that tribe is is equally special. I had the pleasure of, of meeting Dom, uh, aka Russian Stunts. Mm-hmm. Um, I've known him through Twitter spaces since probably February time. And he was one of those guys that would come on and he'd join his lunch hour and say, I can't stay long, just want to have a chat. And then you'd find out, oh, he's a stuntman. Oh, he worked <laughs> on that. for Oh, my word. Suddenly we wanted to know more about him. And then when he showed off his work, he was like, oh, this is this is a guy I've got to know. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of his pieces was on in a gallery down in London. And I thought, I've got, a, I've got some spare time. So I went down to London, met him amazing guy met his sister and his brother and just had a wander around the gallery and had a really good evening yeah didn't have to do that and i loved it and i've bought probably about eight of his pieces wow uh on yeah. on tezos um and yeah. i'm looking at one of his pieces on known origin right now i'm thinking oh i do kind of <laughs> want that <laughs> I know it just it's, it brings you so much joy actually. So when you meet people and then you you, you connect with their work as well, um, time, more yeah. on a more personal level when you actually meet somebody in real life. Yeah. So it's it's I mean the, the Twitter space is great. Don't, don't get me wrong, but I do think it's it's amazing to to get. I want to meet more people as well. I want to get a, a big party of us and we'll <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I I did um, a video edit for for ours and Amy. Um, that you've obviously previously spoken with when they went to New York for uh, NFT NYC, and that looks pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, and that was just the video, so it's like, okay, I'm I'm hooked now. I want to go. Yeah. Um, you've got probably events happening in London, uh, big one, so I'll be attending yeah. that as much as possibly can, and might have me on festival. Just meet up some random people, just have some hugs. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, right. Okay, enough reminiscing about <laughs> NFT Liverpool. Let's get to know a wee bit more about you and your work and NFTs. So start us off here. Tell us a bit about yourself and what you did before NFTs and Web3, Gareth. Oh, that was a lifetime ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, yeah, so for me, uh, like any artist, you know, did the education, would try to find what I wanted to, to look at creatively. And then unfortunately life got in the way for me. I, I ended up having full-time careers, lots of jobs that I wasn't really overly happy with and feel comfortable with. And creatively was always there as my thing that, you know, brought me happiness. Mm-hmm. But uh, 15 years in, you know, full-time work, um, you suddenly get into a situation, COVID, you start wanting to mentally do things creatively, which I think a lot of people ends up doing. And I'll, yeah. I'll talk about it later because that, that was a very important time for a lot of artists, I feel. Uh, but unfortunately, April 2021, I got made redundant right. from a full-time job as a business account manager. Mm-hmm. And it was a case of the, okay, I've got some money here. I've got some, got some time. I'm not going to rush into anything. I like the idea of setting up my own business, mm-hmm. do something creative. Um, and I knew about NFTs even back then, but it's like, oh, I don't know whether I'm ready for that yet. But yeah. let's get into the swing of being full-time creative mm-hmm. uh, and selling my own art prints and 
greetings cards and t-shirts and and all that thing on on Etsy. So that that was been good fun. Um, yeah, then it's like more conversations and more articles being read and more research all about NFTs. And I thought, you know what, let's do it. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's felt like I felt it was like if I don't do this now, I might regret it. I felt like I sometimes missed the the boat on people having a lot of success on Instagram and YouTube, having that big influencer growth. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew NFTs were going to be popular and I knew I had to do something. It took me time. Um, All about MetaMask. So it was like that that first deposit into MetaMask, like, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't go wrong. Um, And then it was like, Okay, that that was easy enough. Let's let's go into OpenSea. That's where everyone is. So it's like, okay, um, my first piece was the the street art uh, collage work that I was doing, and I'll and talk about that uh, as well. And it was just like a good reaction. It's like, oh, people like my stuff here. What's going on? Yep. There's uh, some interests, and and then three weeks later, a guy called Hunter. Um, he has some sort of connection with Manifold who do the smart contracts. I've seen yeah. he's got his own YouTube channel and um, I've tried to reach out to him since and he bought my first NFT. Brilliant. 300 US dollars. I was like, wow. whoa, what? Yes. Is this, is this happening? Is this what it's all about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's been good fun. I've loved it. I, I mean, I think... I think it can be scary and I think, you know, especially what you're saying about like depositing your first amount of crypto into your into your wallet, you know, I think people find crypto quite scary. I mean, I'm not at all an expert in crypto, but I think I'm quite comfortable now um buying yeah. and, and depositing and but I'll be honest, <laughs> if I'm sending from one wallet to another, um then I, I do get a wee kind of tinge of oh my goodness is this going to the right wallet address or if i'm yes. airdropping something i'm like is this going to the right wallet address yeah <laughs> i don't think that yeah. feeling will ever go away but um it is exciting to 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 get into depositing and and putting your work up there so you mentioned you were on OpenSea. that seems to be the kind of general go-to place for for first-time nft artists you just had to to open saying that's that's where the people are at that's where the collectors are at so it's only natural you you go there but it's sometimes too big Mm. and you get lost in it all um and i've looked at quite a lot of different marketplaces and so you know since september last year i've gone on to others foundation uh known origin and objects in terms yeah. of the Tezos chain. So yeah. um, still trying to find my my place in all of this. And if I'm brutally honest, it's the community aspect that's probably I'm having more of a a, fit, a proper, this is my space, this is where I belong. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily all my art's going to get sold out. No, to, to meet people in real life, to connect on Twitter spaces and just have some good old fashioned, honest conversations with people. Yeah. yeah. And every so often I'd have a bit of a rant on Twitter and then you get a DM uh, from someone. Um, the classic one for me was, was Otto. Uh, we, me and him had some early conversations, Otto mm-hmm. kind, just before he was about to mint on OpenSea for the first time when he was doing his first drop. And it's just like, we had some like 
okay, so how do you do this? How do you do that? And then mm. I had a rant one day and I suddenly got the loveliest DM from him. Just, oh, it was like, <laughs> okay, someone is listening. Someone understands me. Yeah. And it's like that recognition is actually very, very powerful amongst all this noise that we that we have right now in terms of the Twitter spaces and Discord and everywhere yeah. else. Yeah. Just to yeah. say, hey, I know you. I like your work. Yeah, no, it is, it is good. I mean, the amount of support that comes from the community is is amazing. Um, and I think I'm kind of, I, I totally get where you're coming from, Gareth, when you say you're kind of so finding your 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 your, your way on, like as a, as an art, as a creative yes. um, um, within the kind of NFT space. I, I totally get that. I, I'm, I'm kind of on a, a similar journey <laughs> there yeah. as well. Um but, you know, I think, I think, you know, there's a lot of people coming into the space that are probably in for all the wrong reasons yeah. um, that are there trying to make a quick buck. I mean, they're not going to make it in this, this the state of the market just now, really. Um, but I think, you know, I, I hope I'm not talking for you, but for myself, I feel as though I'm in for the long haul and I'm finding myself as part of this journey. Yes. And I'm yeah. quite happy with that. <laughs> I am. For me, it's establishing a creative journey. And, and for me, it's that's why I've been going to NFT Liverpool. That's why I've been filming it. That's why I've been, you know, doing lots of little things. You know, the, the Twitter space is with, with us and Anato and, and, and Eliza and Arena. And then Amy as well. It's just like... I, I want to be part of this. This is something that's going to, I'm not saying go down in history. This is, a, this feels important to me. Yeah. And I also want to have my own book printed up my, uh, an analog in a digital yeah. presence. It's like, that's my book. That's me. That's my, that's documented my journey. So that's all the, the projects that I've done that didn't sell, but were very dear to me, the, the mistakes that I made, the, the, the ones that I minted and didn't sell, that oh my God, what am I doing? Get rid of that. <laughs> um, who was it? I think it was Amy that, you know, one of the previous episodes, she talked about the bath bag, was it? Where you just, on OpenSea is a bath bag, you just put a lot <laughs> of stuff in there and there's like no real sense of what the collection is. So yeah, I've been there, done that, made lots of mistakes and, but it's still important for me to document this time in my life. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So let's hear a wee bit more about your creative journey so far and the collections that you have launched and that you have available at the moment and the kind of stories behind them. Yeah. So let's, I guess, talk about the first, the first collection on OpenSea. Yeah. Um, it's called Street Art Stickers Part One. Mm-hmm. Um Always, I basically put them down as part one, part two for some of my collections because I know there's some, there's going to be a progress in that theme, and it may well be the part two might be on a completely different platform. Right. Uh, but street arts, murals, posters, the the idea of posters being ripped and you're seeing something else underneath it, you're seeing spray paint all over. I've always been fascinated by it by that texture mm. and this and just the look and feel. Um, pre-COVID, I did a lot of traveling for a long, long time, city breaks all around Europe and every city, I wouldn't really go on a particular, oh, here's a map. I'm going to go to there. It'll be a case of, no, I'm going to just wander in that direction. Mm-hmm. 
there'll be something that catches my eye, a bit of street graffiti. It's like, oh, let's have a look at that. And then you start finding more and more. As I was just simply taking photographs of the cool things that you come across in cities. And uh, I've built up quite a large collection of stickers that are photographed and and posters and all sorts. And I thought, well, let's do something with this. And I, I did something with it with the intention of potentially doing NFTs it was like, no, there's a creative idea idea that I want to explore. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm going to go with it. I don't know how it's going to go, but let's just jump in anyway. Um, and I just found myself one afternoon just mixing and matching all these different layers and creating things. And at the end of like a couple of days, I looked, I was like, Oh, I like this. This, this feels right to me. I like, the graphic design element of it, of all these different styles coming in. I like putting an extra layer of, and fading the spray paints or, you know, just creating lots of different textures. So I was like, yeah, that's, I, I really like that collection. My first collection, I really, really love it. And it's, it has progressed into other collections elsewhere on other, on other blockchains. Um, part two is my known origin collection. Right. Um, where I've progressed even further uh, with more and just had a proper, rather than just jump in at the deep end and just see what, how it turns out, actually have a bit more thought about it and, um, and see, I don't know, just, I don't know, I don't know, just I keep on exploring it and, and enjoy it. And yeah. I've been spent a lot of time, as I've already mentioned, Liverpool's my favorite city. Yeah. I'm always wandering around looking for stickers <laughs> Um, I'm even putting me up my own stickers now. Um, the weekend in Manchester, I put up probably about 20 stickers all around there of my smiley face stickers. <laughs> they are out there. Uh, they are out in the world in America now, my stickers in Canada. Uh, they're on the way to Brazil right now. Fantastic. Uh, Marie, Maria Inc. Arts, she's she's gone on holiday, so I was like, Yay, this takes <laughs> um. Oh, with you obviously you, you have a selection of stickers yes. that I've, I've gave to you. So for me, it's like okay, let's let's get a I don't want to say a brand, but something that's oh that's that's a Gareth Irons pit. That's mm. that's that's his art. That's a very distinct style, and I, I, I enjoy exploring that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm, in, I'm happy where it's going, and um, I'm even doing sweatshirts and t-shirts with the with the smiley face on with. The QR barcode that takes you to my known origin <laughs> collection. Ingenious marketing, I must say. <laughs> I, I really, I love the sweatshirt. I really do love the sweatshirt. Um, you know, I hope there's a picture of you somewhere on Twitter that I can link to so that people can, in the show notes, so that people can see the sweatshirt. But I'm going to um, link all the, the, um, all your collections in the show notes anyway, Gareth, yeah. but so that people can can go and check out your work. That'd be lovely. But um, I, I really like the the street art collection. I, I'm a sucker for texture. I'm a sucker for layers. Yes. <laughs> I, I love it all. I was just like, that, that's me. You've just captured me with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've noticed in certainly in, in Manchester and London, like Brick Lane in London is, is amazing with some of the stuff on there. So I'd, I'd always make a lot of visits to in those those cities and there'll be a lot of political stuff a lot of climate stuff people mm-hmm. have a a message that they want mm-hmm. to get out there um a lot of commentary about social justice and all mm-hmm. and that type of thing and it's like yeah it's when you wander a city 
you are seeing on these walls people talking about justice. They they want action. They want they are making fun of politicians. They are also giving hope. You know, you'll see lots of little hearts and just good luck messages and and, and things like that. Mm. Uh, one of my favorite cities I did a traveling a long time ago was Florence. Okay. And there was uh, a very con- conscious theme going around the city from a couple of different artists. And I found I was looking out for those artists' work whilst I wandered the city. So there's right. one that was kind of like an underwater theme of Renaissance painters. And there's one where it's a girl of a pearl earring and mm-hmm. she's wearing a, like a, a water mask. Okay. And then there's a spray paint artist that would just do little hearts and little caricatures of people holding onto hearts. It's, 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 it's little yeah. things like that. You, where you start wondering, you think, oh, that artist is, is, is you're seeing more of the, what their work as you wander a city and you get a sense of what they're taught, what mm-hmm. they are wanting to, to spread that message. I don't know. I, I'm rambling here, but you know, <laughs> Rambling is good and getting lost in cities is highly recommended. Put the maps away, turn the phone off and just wander and city. No, I think that's good advice, actually, Um, because sometimes you can just be too organised and too curated. You just need to go out and enjoy. Don't be a tourist, just get lost. (laughs) So what about your other collections as well? Gareth, talk to me about about those. Yeah, so my, again, still open to the second one was all a very conscious effort from me. I I saw, I wanted a particular, st- I wanted to do a PFP project, but there was no way I was going to do a 10,000 one. It's just like, mm. no, no, no chance, not even close to it. I don't have the time, the patience, the technical know-how, or the money, or the skills, or the need to want to get involved in all of that. Mm-hmm. I, I am still that one-of-one one artist. Mm-hmm. Um, so I... I needed to find some technical way of doing, and I thought, right, a hundred portraits. What can I do? Like, I had something clocking, you know, working away, whirling away in my brain mm. for a couple of months, uh, in response to racial racism, sexism, mm. homophobia. Mm-hmm. You had the death, the death of George Floyd. There was lots of little things all culminating in the media, where it's like, hold on, something's not right here, mm-hmm. where we are as a society. And I felt it was quite an interesting thing to do to actually to bring together an idea of we are all the same. Although we might look different, we are humans at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter your, what your race is, your sexuality, what your religion is, your cut screen, doesn't matter what your beliefs, where you're from, you know middle class upper class doesn't matter where in the world you live does not matter so i created a project called the he she they protect portrait collector mm-hmm. and it was about merging all and creating one port, one new face by slicing up loads of different portraits and just kind of like a bit of a jigsaw effect i suppose yeah. but then later having it in such an art textured way, you know, there's some Photoshop techniques that I had to use because mm-hmm. I wanted to ha- not say do it very, very quickly. I wanted to have it being very, right, that's my style, that's my technique, mm-hmm. X, Y, Z, follow that process, and then move on to the next portrait. I couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, 100 portraits took a long, long time, a number of weeks yeah. to do. 
And I couldn't have nowhere I've done that for 10,000. It was very much a manual process mm. of bringing it together. There was no automation. There was nothing that in terms of, oh, just put that into a computer program and that will generate 10,000 portraits. Like, no, I didn't want that. Mm-hmm. And it was... It was around a time where everyone was going into Twitter spaces and shilling their work and having conversations and really pushing it. Mm-hmm. And so I spent a long, long time just having going through what the meaning of the collection was, what it was about. Yeah. Not about the price, nothing at all. Just like, this is something we have to acknowledge and talk about, you know. Yeah. We have to be against racism. We have to be against sexism and homophobia. We have to be against violence. Lots of little things mm-hmm. building up and building up. And I thought overall, I was I was impressed with the collection. I, I liked, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Didn't get a sale though. For a long time, didn't get any sales. I was like, okay, I put a lot of time and energy into this, and it's not quite working. What, what have I done wrong? Mm-hmm. Pricing. It was like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um shilling no don't do not do twitter spaces anymore absolutely test them mm-hmm. and you put a lot of effort into these creative projects you've got a question sometimes was it worth it um had a couple of sales uh from essentially friends you know mm-hmm. and then i started gifting some of them to to, to friends it's like listen i want to get people i want i want your audience your twitter followers to see this project and spread it yeah. And they were they were lovely, and, and it was also a thank you to them for them supporting me, um, getting to know them and 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 learning from them and 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 finding my way in the NFT space and doing the Twitter spaces with them and and, and having good friendships. Yes. So it was a lot of culmination of things, but it's not quite worked. But the big thing out of it's come out of all of this is one of the pieces was selected for NFT Liverpool. That's amazing. Yeah, so Pac, who is simply known as an anonymous artist, selected 18 pieces for his curation. Okay. Uh, and I'm one of them. 23rd of August is when it's on display. Um, and I can't wait to see it. Yeah. it it's, it's essentially, it's all 100 portraits in, in one image uh, as a collage. So I'm, I'm very happy with that in itself, I feel very, very proud and emotional yes. sometimes. I think, hold on, my work's going to be on display here. <laughs> yes. No, no, that's, that's like the, someone's actually selected my work. Yes. Yeah. No. Very proud I, moments. 100%. 100%, Gareth. I mean, it's um, it's a great honour um, to be selected. And yeah. it's um, it's just so, it's it's quite humbling, actually, to think that you're, you're, you're going to be in a gallery and with all these yeah. other artists and and the fact that he only made a, a curation of like 18 pieces that's wow you know that's, yes. that's a big deal that's a big it deal. is yeah i was like what's going on here <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I'm, I'm very very thankful for that so you know i then suddenly start thinking hold on the 100 portraits wasn't working with that collection i got an invite onto foundation though I want to, I still liked the theme behind the collection. It was still very important to me. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, that foundation is, you know, slightly different types of collectors. Um, so I, I progressed it into the next stage for me. So part two is on foundation where it was only, there's only five available right now. Okay. 
but there are essentially 25 in the collection that could be minted, but I'm holding back until any of them sell. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, the way the market is going, I've not made any sales, which I'm not I'm not disappointed about. It's it's a collection that's important to me. It's a collection that I will put in my own book when I get it printed. And that's that's for me. That's my creative journey. The good, the bad, the ugly, the success, the failures. I think I think that's it. And I think it's important to acknowledge that, you know, um sometimes you will produce something that is is near and dear to your heart, that means a lot to you, that yes. that possibly doesn't sell for whatever reason, but it doesn't mean that it's never going to. It just means that the timing's not right right yeah. now. You know? Yeah. So with that original collection on OpenSea, I've consciously started whenever listings expire, I'm, I'm deleting them. Mm-hmm. So it's it's down to probably less than 40 portraits there. Yeah. Um, nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. at all. I've, I've dramatically reduced the prices of them. And obviously the, the Ethereum network, the value of that cryptocurrency has also gone down. So they are available for a very, very cheap price. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anyone buys them, they buy them. That's cool. If no one does, that's equally not a problem at all. I am not um, one to be annoyed or spitting my dummy out or leaving the space because something that I was passionate about is suddenly fallen flat. That's that's a learning lesson. Yeah, absolutely. That's something you have to go through. It's it's a journey. Every yeah. part of this is the is part of the journey. Um, and some people get to the destination sooner than others. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're still on a on a journey of discovery of of experimentation, possibly you know um, of of finding the thing or finding the way. Um, as I say, the destination is nice, but sometimes the meandering winding path is also lovely. Um, <laughs> to go yeah, down. Going back to my uh, getting lost in the city. Yes. <laughs> just wandering, not follow the map. It's the same could be applied to NFTs. You're just wandering yeah. with it on this creative journey and we see where it goes and we have yeah. fun and we make some mistakes along the way. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the more people get to know you as a person and, you know, like um, your beliefs, what you stand for, then that all then, it all goes in the mix, I think, as well. Big time, yeah, yeah. So, um, there's still a couple more that you want to talk about. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the 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 known origin collection is kind of like my street art stickers part two, mm-hmm. but I've called it "Rip It Up and Start Again" <laughs> because that song was just in my head one day. I don't know where it was, where it came from. I was just like, no, just. Not yeah. necessarily a restart on NFTs. It's like, I've learned a lot. I've had my presence. I've done these things, these projects. They've had success. They've had failures. But I just feel, I want to start again. And mm. I end up getting a lot of my artwork printed up as stickers. And for some reason, I, I just started putting them into a book and just ripping the, the stickers and just stretching them. And just, where it was a, a moment of frustration. And then suddenly that, evolved into the the base layer of one of the first pieces I put onto onto known origin. Mm-hmm. And I have to say I was very, very lucky to get into known origin. And it all came about from 
a real life networking event in NFTs. Right. Uh, so since March, every month, I've been going to events in Liverpool and Manchester. Okay. Um, hosted by um, Andre, NFT Public Relations. Um, great guy. He, I always seem to meet him at NFT Liverpool as well because uh, he, he doesn't. He lives, you know, pretty near to the to the the gallery, mm-hmm. uh, and we always have a catch up. And there's every single month, we're just people coming together, different backgrounds, different interests, and one of them was 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 Manchester. Like, okay, I'm in Manchester that day. Let's go. Yeah, got my ticket. I know an origin. We're doing a presentation. I know an origin. A company as a platform are based in Manchester. And there's some really, really nice people that work there. And I got to know them. And I basically cornered the marketing guy and said, right, how do I get onto your platform? Because they are notorious. They have application processes. Mm-hmm. And it's a very, very tight window when you can apply. And a lot of people have applied and have not been successful. Well, I cheekily spoke with the marketing manager and just had a conversation and showed him told him, listen, my arc's on display at NFT Liverpool. Mm-hmm. It was selected by Pac. He's only selected 18. He's like, okay, show me your work. Mm-hmm. So I told him about my work and, and, what, and what the experiences were. He's like, yeah, I like that. I, I want you on the platform. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> in, in a space the week, I was on the platform and really? they were really, really great in, in setting that up. And mm-hmm. it was like, rather than rush in and just dump some art on there, I thought, no, let's take some time and think about what do I want to do? Well, the thing that I'm interested in is is is, is art collage. That that's my mm-hmm. that's why I enjoy doing the street art. Was all part, and that's like no, nope, I'm going to do a collection just on that, and we'll make that as being part two mm-hmm. of the original street art collection. Brilliant. And then every so often you'll create something, and you just get a mad idea, but it's not quite right for OpenSea or Foundation or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Object, the Tezos platform, is is something that I. I I adore mm. uh, mainly because it allows me to collect some from some amazing artists at low, low prices. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I've always found on Twitter, my GM or my post all about GMs get more engagement than, <laughs> than my artwork. It's just like, <laughs> hold on, this isn't right. So I, thought, I can't just thought, right. I'm going to do a Tezos collection all about GMs. Yep. So with my graphic art design background, I thought, right, let's just let's just create something with a lot of typography and different styles and mm-hmm. create some collages and it'd just be all about the GMs. And I'd, I'd get into some tweets with people like, right, what does GM stand for for you? Give me some wrong answers. So that's how that collection came about. And again, I made mistakes with it. I had it as being at 10 Tezos. So I thought, yeah, that's, that's fine. That's perfectly reasonable for 10... 10 editions at 10 Tezos mm-hmm. didn't sell at all. I was like, what's going on here? So like, right. That's just, I lowered the prices down to about three Tezos mm-hmm. and then made a big deal about it on Twitter. It's like, there was a weekend where there was a lot of momentum. Mm-hmm. So for being an artist that's never had many sales, struggled, um, banging head against the wall to suddenly have a weekend where you're getting like 10, 15 sales, like, hold on. <laughs> what? A lot of energy going on. Yeah. And I didn't cash out. I ended up spending all that money, if not more, on, <laughs> yeah. on people that I knew that I liked their work. I was like, I'm having that. I'm having that. I'm having that. I put some Twitters like, show me your Twitters. Like, 
I felt like a whale here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, show me, show me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's what happens. Money runs out, and it's like, oh, okay. Oh, let me just deposit some funds in here because there's been so much good stuff out there. That is what happens, though, isn't it? It's like yeah. I, I love object as well. I absolutely love it. I think you know um, to be able to collect as well when you're kind of just starting out well we're still starting out but um at a kind of lower price point and from and i think when we when we talked to nft liverpool you gave a kind of different perspective on like kind of tezos and some of the artists and the art the artwork being like cheaper but the fact that they're from countries where the us dollar is actually more like it's, it's more to them than what we value it at yeah i mean you've got the the beauty with, with object is gas fees are extremely low yeah you can create a collection for very minimal you can do 20 30 or 100 editions if you if you really want to and have them as one tezos yeah or a hundred tezos however you will work there's a, there's a wide variety i've seen i've seen artwork on there for a thousand tezos it's like mm. whoa yeah and like, it's selling. They're really, really good. It's like I'm <laughs> exceptional artist. And then you'll you'll pick up something for three Tezos. It's like yep. I feel bad. Yeah. Pick it up at this price. But when you're helping the artist sell out the rest of their collection, when they are sending a message on Twitter saying thank you and sharing yep. the words, it's like, okay, this is cool. I like this. And I'll go back to that same artist and yep. buy again from them and again. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's been it's been good fun, um, and it's been it's it's not I'm not getting as many sales as as, as I'd like to on Tezos or on any other platform, but that's part of the ups and downs we have to deal with in the, in this space. That like you can't have consistent income at all. It's impossible in, in this space. Mm-hmm. You've got to have lots of what's the word strings to your bow you have yeah. to do you have to be on different marketplaces with different price points different strategies yeah even considering but you're buying into pfp projects and flipping them for profits and you've you've really got to work really really hard in yeah. this to have any sort of momentum and then if you are successful you got to ride that wave mm. however long that is and then you've got to increase your prices to justify that that momentum and 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 go on there but every single day you've always got to be creative you've you've always got to be thinking and and exploring and for me the last 12 months of not being in full-time employment and creating every single day has has been a joy because it's challenged me it's made me think it's made me explore and that's brought back a lot of good things for me that's great i like to hear that I wish I could be as consistent as you in creating every day. <laughs> oh no, it's, it's epic failures every single day. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> oh, so I just wanted to to touch upon um, that NFTs have the capacity for good and to give back, and kind of a part, a couple of the kind of um, what, what you've been in, involved in with regards to NFTs for good causes. You could talk about that a wee bit. Yeah, I mean, we kind of touched on it in terms of supporting other artists yeah. on the Tezos collection, um, and knowing that's 
that means a great deal for, for people, not necessarily financial terms, but to, when you're a one-on-one artist and you are supporting other one-on-one artists and that sale makes that person happy, mm-hmm. there is an energy, there's mm-hmm. an, there is a mental health benefit for that. There's a joy to that. And yeah. it's like, that's a, that's a good cause. That's something we've got to be keep on spreading that positive energy. Yeah. But then you also have um, artists that will want to put away percentage of their sales, like 10 or 20% for their own individual charity contributions that they, that they want to make. Mm-hmm. And I've come across some artists that will do, you know, and you go like, yeah, that, that's important for them. You've got to support them. Yeah. But then you have um, the Create for Ukraine, in which mm-hmm. even to this day, it's just like, how has this happened? How, mm-hmm. how is the war in Ukraine still happening now? Mm-hmm. How did it begin in the first place? The, a mass migration of people mm-hmm. have been dispersed across Europe. And there's some couple of artists that we know, it's just like, Mentally, it's draining for them to have actually to 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 be leaving their home country to uproot it and to have lost loved ones and and on that. So, anything that we can do as artists, who let's face it, we are in a privileged position and being you know in Europe, you know we're, mm. we're not being uprooted. We've got a very comfortable life, a very happy life very privileged life compared to millions of people across the world that are in poverty. Mm. Anything we can do to highlight issues, to raise funds, then let's do it. We, we have to support these artists. We have to raise awareness on issues through our arts. We have to shout and scream about things. And if, if that makes the world a better place, if it raises some funds, for a particular charity, then good. Let's keep on doing it. Let's 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 explore it and 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 challenge the status quo. Sometimes let's, you know and and run with it. Um, so the NFT painters, who people may not be aware of, we've been around for well, it's probably a good twelve months now. Just a, a group of crazy individuals, a band of brothers and women who just has fun in, in, in Twitter spaces and in the NFT and we support each other. As soon as obviously what we're seeing happening in Ukraine and seeing the response of other artists, we consciously made it like, let's get together and build a collection on OpenSea and have the theme of the Ukrainian flag mm-hmm. and, and, and just explore it and, and see what ideas we have and They've been very good in terms of trying to push this and help other artists and uh, raise funds. Um, but like most things, unfortunately, if it's not in the media every single day or there is too much in the media, we we grow, we de- we're desensitized to it. It's mm. like, ah, oh, not again, or we forget about it, or some politician does something stupid and that's... <laughs> blasted around the, t- the the news for like 24 hours a day as like oh yeah there's that that thing that's going on in ukraine that's that well that's still happening let's not forget about that yeah um so we're we're, re- we're always trying to revisit and push things and and make sure people it's still on the agenda and still talk about it so we are looking at a new collection but on the tezos chain 
mm-hmm. purely to give opportunities for people that couldn't contribute because of the value, the you know, physical money they mm-hmm. they want to contribute but couldn't afford to. Okay. Uh, to have an opportunity to invest in art from some, you know, 20 or 30 artists who are extremely talented, who are putting some time and effort into into creating some new art and let's see where that one goes. Definitely. I think that's, that's a great idea. Um, yeah. um, I'm really up for, for using NFTs for good. And I think, again, the community aspect of it, um, once, once mobilised, the community can come together quite quickly to, to help certain causes. Any, any community, whether it's Twitter or NFTs or your, your local community or football groups, your mm. fans, supporters groups, if there's a common cause, people are good-natured. They'll do the right thing. Yeah. You know, supporting the NHS during COVID times, there was a common cause there and people thought, yeah, this is the right thing to do. And we come together and a lot of positive things can come together when people put their minds together and have that cause and and believe in that cause as well and and want to make changes. Yeah, totally agree. And again, I will have the links to the collection in the show notes if anybody is interested in helping the Ukraine um, cause and helping the different charities that are part of this. Okay, Gareth. So just wondering, after this fantastic talk that we've had, we've talked about journeys, creative journeys, highs and lows, um, using NFTs for good. What is next for you? Uh, collaborations yep. is going to be a big thing for me over the next six or 12 months. Um, in all of this, in in all these different projects that I've been doing for NFTs, in the background, I've been working on a lot of stories and an idea of a multiverse. Mm-hmm. And I've been building up and building and building up and creating these characters and, and just write. And there's, there's tons of notes in books that I've got all over the place. I'm just constantly writing um, because I like the idea of collaborating with an artist, giving them a story mm-hmm. or a photograph and saying, right, what's your interpretation of this? Okay, so with, with collaborations, I've got this idea that I give them a character from one of the stories. I'll, I'll give them the PDF of what the story is mm-hmm. or a script of some kind and say, listen, this is an image of what I think the character could look like, but I want you to have your point of view upon it. Um, so right now I'm working... Uh, with a guy named us on East Coast of America, who is very much an abstract artist. Mm-hmm. And I've been hosting Twitter spaces with him. And every so often, I, I, I pitched him the idea, and it, it ended up then talking on WhatsApp after a Twitter space for a good hour, <laughs> just back and two, back and two. And I, like, I suddenly found, it's like, I've ended up rewriting some of the story because of that collaboration. And mm-hmm. I've done my street art collage style silhouette for a, for one of the characters because I want the character that I've written about is in the shadows. So he's kind of like merged into the the, the graffiti, the wall. Okay. Uh, if you've ever seen the film, The Predator, 
where there's that shift in energy. Yeah. You know something's there, but you can't quite see it. That's that's my character's kind of like that. He's lurking in the shadows. So I've, I've gave the script to, to ours and I've said, listen, I want you to do something for me. Just bring it your abstract style to it and then we'll keep on layering it and layering it. But I also, by the way, I want you to voice this character um, who's being followed and then I'm going to put my voice over on it as well because I'm going to be the character as well. And we're just going to mishmash it all together and see where it comes out. Um, and yeah, there's other, there's other ones. There's, there's a project that I'm working on right now where I've already, I already know what my post credit scene is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a very short clip that I bought from, um, Don brushes a stunt where he's doing some of his stunt work, but in, in a desert in Lanzarote, he looks like, like an early, like, 10,000 BC man, you know, caveman <laughs> dressed up doing all this martial arts stuff. I was like, oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be another character in one of my stories that's going to, you know, and again, I've talked with him about where some of these stories could go and how I want to work with him. So there'll be a project that will be me running around London filming Dom, his doing his stunt work or random stuff and we'll mix it and match with other things and, yeah, for, for me, it's completely different to what I've ever done before. Um, but I love filming. I love photography. I love these ideas of creating a universe and exploring mm. that universe with different characters. I think that sounds amazing. I'm, I'm like, I'm staying tuned to, to, I hope there's lots of works in progress. <laughs> there is. And it won't be, it's not going to just be on one marketplace I'm purposely going to be spreading it. So there will be stuff on, on objects, mm-hmm. the Tezos collection. I will go on to Solana. I will go on to Known Origin. There, it will be, and it will be kind of like, I want to have some Easter eggs that kind of give an indication where other projects could be. Okay. Um, so it's like, I'm not going to go full on and say, these are five stories, go find them out. There's going to be little things that I'll put in on Twitter. And if people are interested and in buy into it, then great. If not, then fair enough. But I'm doing this anyway. I love this. I can see there's there's for for anybody that's listening, there's total joy in Gareth's face at the moment. It's absolutely lighting him up. So I'm really excited to see where this goes because where there's that kind of genuine creative passion, then there's going to be some some really good work coming out of that. And I think collaborations are important as well. I mean, I think um, you know. I think it should be something that every kind of one of one artist does look look to do at some point. Um, so yeah, but that's really interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. I am too. Um, as I said, I've written lots and lots of those pages upon pages of stuff. It's like, okay, I know, I know this character. I know that character inside out. It's like, how would they react with this other character and and other influences and. Um, and it's been a lot of things has been churning away and it's like, okay, that's, that's interesting. You know, uh, what sets off the chain of events mm. that causes some of these stories and the ripple effects of those stories across a multiverse. How does that one character from a one multiverse interact with the same version of themselves in another one, if they ever came together? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, lots going on. I like it. So last question, Gareth. Are there yeah. any words of wisdom that for somebody getting started in the NFT space? Yeah, I mean, it's, well, for one thing, one month in NFT feels like a year sometimes. It's just yeah. like there's so much going on and you get bombarded with lots of different things that are out there and the, you're bashed against Twitter algorithms and trying to have, you know, find your way in this space and have your voice. And don't jump in. You, you got to take a step back and have a, you know, a clear vision about what it is you want to create spend and invest a lot of time in, in doing your research look at what the, what the other artists have done connect with those artists and speak with them mm-hmm. um, they're, they're not your competition these are they these are people that are going to support you uh, and praise you and um they'll share that journey with you and if you can find out what mistakes they've they've made learn from them you know essentially I've got a year's worth of mistakes in me, but I'll happily tell you all the things, all the ups and downs. Because if that helped you as an artist, yeah, that's great. That's me passing on my knowledge. Mm. But you're gonna know it's gonna be incredible difficulty. You know, there is a a big risk of failure. There's also a big risk of burnout. And, and mentally, you have to, you know, have by having a vision and that commitment to what you want to achieve and how you're going to achieve it and be and go for it, mm. then do it. But at the end of the day, you've got to make sure you're having fun in this space, that you've got a smile. Um, and I've often said in the past, I came for the sales, but I've stayed for the community. You've got to yeah. sometimes have that mindset and, and enjoy it because this is something that's never really been done before, this, this whole Web3 and NFTs. And it's still very, very early days. My conversation with Monjur, quite a few backs at NFT Liverpool, is all about how there is no roadmap. There is no mm. manual that tells you what to actually do because the road is still being built, mm. essentially, in terms of analogy. We're still working out how to do things. You know, I learned about smart contracts. Like, I, I was annoyed how, you know, some marketplaces banned artists. There's lots of things that were wrong that have, yeah. that have happened these last six months. And there's a lots of things that we have to improve upon and change and challenge and, and protest against if necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, you've got your, we're all coming here because we have that creative idea. We want to do something and to share that vision with, with people, um, making friends, just be open yep. is, is a good thing as well. Smile and be open. Brilliant words to live by. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, it's such good advice. It's such good advice. So thank you so much, Gareth, for joining me on the podcast today. It was great. Been a, a great conversation. And um, hopefully soon we'll, we'll meet up again with a, <laughs> in, a, in a posse somewhere. Yeah, I can go up to Scotland. I don't mind coming up to Scotland, Glasgow, Edinburgh. It's been a while since I've been. I'm sure there's some stickers and street art there I've got to explore and find. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. And there's, there's there's a whole community of us up in Scotland. There's the in England and Wales. Yep. We just got to yep. 
that's the ideal thing for me. If I could be a remote worker traveling around the world and just go from one country to another and meet NFT artists, mm. that would be the dream. Yeah, that would be good, wouldn't it? Aye. Oh, make it happen, Gareth. Make it happen. <laughs> well, if everyone wants to buy my NFTs right now, please make that happen. <laughs> Thank you so much, Gareth. And I will leave um, all the links in the show notes for people to find your collections. Super. Thank you. Speak to you later. This podcast is sponsored by my Create and Sell Your First NFT in Five Days workshop. If you're a creative and want to know the steps to creating your first one-of-one NFT, then this is the course for you. I will guide you step-by-step on how to take an existing creative piece and transform it into an NFT, made especially for creatives who would like to leverage this new market but don't know how. On top of that, you'll also get information on navigating the NFT community, marketing yourself and your work, and making connections that will help you on your journey. You can go to victoriabrand.co and click the link on the homepage to sign up. I'm super excited to work with you and see your amazing creations launched as NFTs. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening so you don't miss the incredible episodes we have coming up. And if you have any questions about NFTs, for example, becoming a creator or how to get into collecting NFTs, send me an email, hello at victoriabrand.co and I will answer them in the podcast. And if you know someone who would appreciate this podcast, click the share button and let them know about it. Sending energetic and creative vibes to you. Have a great week. Just one last thing before you go. I'd like to remind you nothing on the show is financial or investment advice. And if you're thinking about investing into the NFT space, to do your research and seek independent financial advice. See you next time. 